Hey, this is Tim from Kalamunda Church of Christ, and today I hope that this podcast blesses you. If you are wanting to know anything more about our beautiful church, why don't you hop online and head to our website at kalamunda.church. Bless you. Thanks, guys, and the worship team. And uh, my name is Rodney, uh, as as Jen mentioned, and um, uh, our regular um, uh, senior leader, Brad Patterson, is on leave with his family still. I think he's back next week. Uh, I think he's going to round out this this uh, series next week. Uh, we just um, let's actually let's just pray for Brad and his family right now. Father, we ask for a refreshing upon their family right now. We don't know whether they're at church or whether they're just at the beach. And Father, wherever they are, you are. Because your promise is that you'll be with us until the end of the age, Jesus says. So, Father, we ask you, bless them, fill them afresh. Father, not so they can come back here and next week and perform, but so they can be the people that you want them to be today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's good to pray for your leaders. Uh, your leaders need your prayers. Uh, but it's actually good to, good to pray for them and lift them up and uh, be careful what you expect of them. This is not in my notes, but just as a sort of, you know, a pastoral chat. Some things you can say when the senior leader's not here. Um, be kind to your senior leaders. Be kind to their families. Don't expect too much of their kids. Just love them. Love them. Be gracious to them. When they ask you to do stuff, say yes and, and do it. And uh, just, just help and, and just serve them because they serve you. Uh, from experience, we know it's, it's, a, it's a price to pay to be a leader of a church, um, but it's a joy to be a leader of a church when people just lean in and just, just support you and encourage you. All right, so can you do that? That would be good. That's got nothing at all to do with what I want to say. All right, but it's just a little, little pastoral hint. I'm really glad that the Shalom House ladies are here. Bless you guys. So, so, so good that you are here. And um, just so you know, if, you, if you've been away for a few weeks, so on the 1st of January, Brad was here and he was talking about this new identity in Christ in, in 2023, the new me. Uh, okay, and uh, in the space of the last uh, past three weeks, uh, then Brad talked to us, and some of the things that he shared with us, in case you weren't here, was that regardless of the season that we are in, uh, our identity needs to be founded in Christ. We need to be in him, and that that is vital. Uh, Brad talked about sometimes in the Bible, it talks about God changing people's names. I kind of think that's pretty cool. So, you know, the, the Paul to Saul, or the, the Abram to Abraham, and, and with that change in name came something of a different expectation for them in terms of who their identity was. But it, that just didn't happen then. Actually, he went on to say, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, that person's a new creation. All things are made new. That's so good. Everything old is passed away. And, but then Brad also explained to us that because we, we are spirit it's our spirit that's come alive, but there's aspects of our soul and our emotions and there's aspects of our bodies that, that are still in the process of redemption. I know there's parts of my body that are definitely still in the process of redemption, okay? But there's parts of my soul that are still in the process of redemption as well. And then, so this process that we're going through is part of the alignment of our souls and our emotions uh, to, to the express work of the Spirit of God in our lives. Uh, the week after that, Luke Winter had us hanging on to some seaweed on some rocks as he battled the treacherous surf in Esperance. He's a kind of scrawny guy. I can just imagine this sort of, you know, going like, sorry, that, that wasn't very nice to say that. But, but he, he was rescued. But he, he talked about being rescued and then how, how when we call out to God for help, he doesn't just send help, he sends himself. The, God, the Emmanuel... 
Did you make that up? Mate? That is awesome. The Emmanuel measure. I'd never heard of that before. I've been looking at this stuff for many, many years. The Emmanuel measure that God just doesn't just help. He rocks up himself. God is with us. And so our identity in Christ is actually not just founded by some self-help or even God-help process, but the fact that God is in us, that's the hope of glory. God is in us. He is with us. I tell you what, if it was not for that, we might as well pack up and go home. Go head straight to the barista lounge. Let's fire him up. No, but God is with us. And then Gigi last week. Now, those of you who, put your hand up if you are here last week. Okay, I need to set the record straight. My wife is good with numbers. All right, those of you who, who heard a certain exchange, my wife is good with numbers. Okay, but Gigi loaded herself up with these boxes that represented things like brokenness or anxiety or, or the things that sometimes weigh us down, the things that have been told against us, the things that somehow niggle us and hold us back and how we need to bring those things to the cross. And she loaded herself up with those. She went down and, and presented them to the, at the cross. But she also talked about how sometimes in the course of our lives, we take back again some those things on ourselves we take back the things that we shouldn't be and how do we look after our soul particularly when our identity may be under attack but then she talked about how we use the word of God we use the word of God to overcome we use the word of God to remind us that we need to equip ourselves with a full armor of God that we can stand against the tricks and schemes of the devil so the, the, the past three messages have, have really been about our identity in Christ, who we are and how we stay in that place where God wants us to be. Um, what I want to do today is just push a little bit out into the more in 2023 space about because I believe that God is commissioning you to do something. So today we're talking about in Christ I am commissioned. You actually have something prepared for you to do. Okay, so that's where we are today. We're just moving the journey on just a little bit. All right. In Christ's name, it's already 6% of the way through the year. Do you know that? So we're talking about in 2023. Well, 2023 sort of you know, kicked off already 6% of the way through the year. I'm good with numbers too. And uh, So uh, some of you might be back for the first time this week and maybe you've gone off on a, a holiday and come back. I know some people went to Esperance. I know some people went to Bremer Bay and other places. Some of you might have gone overseas, which is great. Um, Shishi and I have travelled a little bit from time to time, not this holidays, but one of, one of my favourite holiday destinations is in Italy because I, I kind of like the, the, history, the history stories of Italy. Uh, I like to visit the Colosseum and uh, learn about some church history in that place. And also there's, um, you know, the Lini Tower of Pisa and you can go down to uh, near Naples to Pompeii and you can see the frozen people in the volcanic ash and all sorts of weird things. Italy is an amazing place to visit. One of the places that we visited once, even though we are not particularly artists, we're good with numbers, but we're not particularly arty, um, was Florence, which is sort of the, the, the cult, one of the cultural capitals of the world, certainly of, of Italy. And when we were there, we saw something that looked like this. Thank you, Luke. Okay, now I've censored the, the lower part there. For uh, So this is the, the, the PG version. Anybody know who it is? David, carved out by Michelangelo. Michelangelo's David. Now, King David... He's um, he's looking. I would have expected him to have a like a a lasso to get Goliath or maybe a harp, but he's he's chosen him like he's he's just coming back from the gym with his gym towel or something. I'm not sure exactly what he's what he's got there. 
It looks quite small on the screen, and actually, um, that's almost, on the screen, that's almost the, the real size it is. It's five meters high, so probably from the ground where you guys are up to the lights here, about five meters, and he's, I think he's six, six tons, six tons. So it's a massive sculpture. Just imagine the original stone uh, that, was, that was there. And he's quite chiseled too, those of you who are interested in that. Um, so, sorry, that was a little, little dad joke then. Let, let me just uh, drink some water while you can think about the humour. Okay, crafted around 1501 to 1504. So that's about, uh, I'm good with numbers, uh, 522 years. 521, depending upon when he actually put it out. 520 odd years. He was commissioned to bring a, a point of co uh, focus in a newly designed cathedral in Florence. And so for 500 years, travellers have been coming to this place just to get a glimpse of this amazing, amazing statue. Now, when you look at it... You kind of think, hey, we learn a little bit about David. But I actually think we learn a fair bit about Michelangelo. We learn about the craftsmanship. We learn about the skills. We learn about the quality of, of the workmanship by looking at the work. Now, those of you who are arty or people like us who can use Google um, will know that Michelangelo used a block of marble that was flawed. It had a crack in it of some description. I, I don't really know much about that. But it, the floor was enough that two other artisans who were probably more credentialed than Michelangelo, because he was only a young man of 26 or so when he carved this, um, they looked at it and they were actually invited to do the work and they, they declined because it was too hard, because the product that they were given, the, the raw material, was flawed. But somehow Michelangelo saw what could be done to create a masterpiece and put it right in the centre of the cathedral in Florence. It's been shifted a few times since then. Now, in my notes, it says, one of my favourite quotes from Michelangelo, that's a lie. The only quote I know from Michelangelo that I googled, but apparently this is, uh, this is true, uh, about sculpting is this one. Thanks very much, James. The sculpture is already complete within the marble block before. Can everybody say that word, please? Before? Before I start my work. It's already there. I just have to chisel away the superfluous material. Some of you might have heard kind of various versions of this, but I believe this one is the, the quote that was attributed to Michelangelo. Actually, that's not true because Michelangelo probably didn't speak English. He probably said it in Italian. He said, the sculpture is already complete and within in the marble block or something like that. But the essence is that Michelangelo saw this block of calcium carbonate, saw this block of marble and looked at it and he didn't see the block of carbonate, he saw David. And through that three-year process, he had a clear and persistent vision of what David looked like as he continued his work, continued his work, continued his work. He could see something that others couldn't see. And I find that incredibly remarkable, a clear and persistent vision of what was wanted even before the first chisel strike. Well, that's what creators do. Now, you've come to church, not art appreciation class. You're thinking, Rodney, you've just wasted five minutes of my time by talking about Florentine art. Well, I don't think I have, actually, because there's a striking similarity between what you've just seen and the quote you've just heard to what we want to talk about today in how we are commissioned in Christ. 
Brad and Luke and Shishi have taken you on an amazing journey of readiness as you are aligned with your identity in Christ. So today I want to take you on from there, as I've said, and show you how that if you are a follower of Jesus, then not only are you shaped in his image, but you have a purpose for your life. You have a purpose for your life. Regardless, regardless of how you got here to this point, from this point, this line, this day, 22nd of January, 2023, you have a purpose in your life going forward. You are commissioned to do stuff, good stuff, in Christ's image. I am commissioned. And Gigi and I have been in this church for a bit over a year. We came on the very first day that Brad was appointed as the senior leader here. And most of you know that Brad and Shiji and, and uh, Sky and I have kind of been friends uh, for, for quite some years and so you know we, that was one of the reasons we decided to come here and uh, but on the very first day Brad was speaking and um, it really pinned with me the verses that he read out and they were from Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 9 and 10 and I just want to ask um, uh, James to put them up on the screen right now mate thanks very much so let's have a look at them they may be a little bit different the words there compared to what you're used to because I've chosen ones out of the new living translation for an obvious reason that you'll find God saved you we, we had this all through the worship Jen shared about it. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are, we are, I am, you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things. He planned for us long ago. Isn't that amazing? You are God's... Can you turn to the person next to you and just say, you are God's masterpiece? And then you can t look back at the other person and say, absolutely, I agree. And then you can turn back and say, but I don't deserve it. <laughs> Let's unpack a few things here. Let's just talk about salvation and this free gift and what was in that Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 part. Many of you will be familiar with this. I know as a young person, I memorized this verse. It was one of the memory verses that we had to do in, uh, in sort of teen, teen church, um, which is, was, was great. And so um, salvation is a free gift. It's God's grace. God's grace is, some people call it his unmerited favor. Yeah. You know, um, a little bit off track, but um, you, you, anybody get gift cards for, for Christmas or birthdays or whatever else? Yeah. And, and then you find, oh, no, man, the gift card's expired. What a pest. So Gigi and I have kind of this instigated this little thing we call that like the voucher weekend, where one weekend a year we kind of carve out. And I think last year we went quad biking uh, for an hour and a half up at Pinjar, which is like in the far northern suburbs, and, you know, an hour and a half. And then, and then the next day Gigi's zip lining down at, uh, over the Matagarap Bridge. And, uh, you know, we're do and then we're, we're maybe going to JB Hi-Fi and buy some, you know, new headset, or then we're going, going to a movie, or whatever you, you do, you know, with your vouchers. So it was pretty cool. Well, one day, and I think this is what instigated the whole voucher weekend thing, was that, um, that I went, I think it was to Myers, and I, I rocked up there to buy something, and I can't remember what I wanted to buy, but I had a gift card, and as I took out the gift card, I looked at the back, and I realized it had expired. I think it was two weeks earlier. I thought, oh no, what do I do now? Well, I could have just paid for it, but I kind of looked at the person behind the counter and... <laughs> cracked us ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, just, I said, oh, no, I've got a, a gift card voucher, but it's expired. I was being honest. And, 
And the person behind the counter, she said, when did it expire? And I told her the date. I think it was two weeks earlier. And she looked at me across the counter and she smiled and she said, it's okay, we have a grace period. We have a grace period. So the thing that I thought was worthless actually had worth in her eyes because she extended grace to me. And that's the, that's the, we live in a grace period, people. We live in a grace period. We do not deserve to be in the place that we are with God. He has extended grace to us in his kindness in, through Jesus Christ. He's extended it. There's nothing that we can bring other than rocking up in faith and just asking the question, can I be part of this? And hear those words, we have a, we have a grace period. We are living in a grace period. I'm so excited about that. Wow. We're saved by His grace. We're living in His love. We're forgiven in our sin. We are redeemed, as been talked about this morning. We're created in His image. We're heading to heaven. Fantastic. But we do not want you to rock up every week at church just doing that. Just being saved, being safe, living in the grace period. Because we believe there's more. And you know what? It it saddens me that as a kid, when I memorized Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, that they never asked me, I'm not blaming anybody, I should have memorized it myself, never memorized Ephesians 2, verse 10, which is the whole reason why we are saved. Why? Because we are God's masterpiece. We are God's workmanship. We are God's handiwork, whatever version of the Bible you want to look at. That's where we are. That's the answer. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus for us to do Good things that he has planned long ago. All right. I am God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. You're crea- his, sorry, you are his new creation in Christ. He has planned good things for you to do long ago. To me, that sounds like Michelangelo's David. Let me show you some comparisons. See, Michelangelo, he found something that was raw, that was flawed, that was broken. But he had a clear and persistent vision of what it could look like. And he didn't look at the floor. He didn't look at the brokenness. He didn't look at the external, what needed to be chiseled away. He saw David. Even before a chisel hit the marble. He had a plan that this statue, this sculpture, would bring honor and fame and glory to the church in Florence. The cathedral that was there. So he set about shaping that raw material into something that would bring glory and honor and credit to the Creator. And still today we talk about Michelangelo's David. Who are the comparison for us is this. God found you raw, flawed, and broken. But he had a clear and persistent vision for the good works he wanted you to do even before he whispered your name. He had a plan that your shaping would be an instrument of worship in the heavens. More about that later. He had set about shaping you and he has set about shaping you into something that will bring glory and credit to him. Once again, more about that later. So let's just pause for a moment and think about this. God has a plan for your life. God has, according to the, if, if we believe what it says in this book, God already has worked out some stuff for you to do in 2023. Those things that he wants you to do are good things, good works which he's planned. He has planned them out of an abundance of grace. So he understands your weakness and your frailty. But he's planned good things because of his goodness in Christ and the ability of him to do this 
through grace. Now, it may be that, like Michelangelo, he still needs to chisel away some of the superfluous things that are in our lives. That's part of the process. But it's actually not the focus. The focus, uh, just like the focus for, Mich uh, for Michelangelo was David, the focus for God is not the stuff he needs to chisel away. It's that Christ is being made in us and the good works that he wants us to do. I believe that the Spirit of God speaks to people directly, personally. And that some of the most empowering, life-changing times uh, in my life has been when God has spoken a word to me very, very clearly, very directly. And that those things have changed the course of my life, have changed the course of my employment, of the places I've lived, of the person and people with whom I am in close relationship. Words from God that are your whispers are life-changing. And my prayer coming to this church today was that God would speak to every person in this place today by his spirit. And my prayer is specifically that he would talk to you about two things. One is the good things that he has planned for you to do. So that this year would be a year in which perhaps with more focus, you would set about doing those good things. And that if necessary, that you would realize that there's some superfluous stuff and that God might want to just start chiseling some of that away. Now, what I might have done in the past was to then give you a list of 20 different Bible verses of the things that God might want you to do and another 20 different Bible verses of the stuff that God wants to chisel away from you. But I don't want to do that today. I don't want to lead you. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. And I'm just going to take a, just a few minutes with you now. And I'm just going to ask you to open your heart and to pray just a simple prayer that I'll lead you in. You don't have to pray it out loud, but just pray it silently. That God would speak to you about those two things. Particularly about those good works that he wants you to do and empower you to do them. And that, that you would believe God... And set about doing those things. You don't have to rush straight out of church straight away and go off doing them, unless that's specifically what God says. But, but in, over the course of 2023, that you would be obedient to the voice of your spirit. Not obedient to what I'm saying, but obedient to the voice of your spirit. You okay with that? So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and, um, and just, just uh, pray with me. Father, I thank you that your word makes it clear that you speak to us by your spirit. It's not necessarily about things that we see or hear or even imagine with our minds, but you, you by your spirit somehow connect with our spirit and reveal things to us. So would you do that right now? Father, for every person in this room, would you show us some way in which there is, uh, that, that we can do the good things that you have planned for us to do? Father, what, what, is, what, is, what is one good thing that you have planned for us to do this year? Would you bring it to our focus right now? Father, our prayer is that you would give us the, the wisdom and the strength to be able to do those things. And Father, we bring to you those superfluous bits that need to be chiseled away. We yield them to you. We don't hold on to them. We yield them to you and ask you to help us. In Jesus' name.
Amen. You can open up your eyes. So if God's spoken to you, just just remember that. If you don't have a good memory like me, maybe send yourself an email or something like that You know, in the next minute or so just to remind you and come back to that again and again and again. And that's not a bad thing for you to do from time to time. Just say, God, in the next month, what, what do you want me to do? Well, you've set good things for me to do. Let me just take some time to listen in and, and, uh, and lean into those things. Thanks, guys. Let's go back to our passage in Ephesians 2. But this time, uh, I'd like just to go back a, a few. Not, normally, we sort of start at the top and go down. I sort of started in the middle, and we're going to go back up again. So um, at, at the beginning of Ephesians 2, Paul sort of sets this uh, a bigger picture. So let's just have a look here at what it says in a few verses back in verse 6 to 7. Because of his, the Verse 6 is very similar to what we've read in verse 8 and 9. Because of his great love for us, God's rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions or dead in our sins. Um, it's by grace you've been saved. And, and now this part, now, now we've been talking about in 2023, but let me tell you, that's just not why you have been saved for 2023 and not just for 2024. God actually has a plan for something for you to do in eternity. We're sort of thinking, well, you're getting a bit above yourself now, Rod. You know, you're sort of thinking a bit too far out. Well, a bit of long-term planning is not a bit... Having a vision for what's going to happen in the future is not a bad thing. And that's what we're getting a bit of a glimpse of now. God raised us up with Christ and seated us up with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness through Jesus Christ. Well, what, what's going on here? What, what, what is this all about? Well, there's another plan, not just a 2023 plan, but an ages upon ages and ages plan that we are a part of as well. The demonstration of his goodness through the heavenly realm. Now, if you're, if you're a young person here, when we say for ages, you probably think, oh, like my birthday is not for ages. But that's not the kind of for ages we're talking about here. Um, Jesus, at the end of Matthew 28, uh, when he's talking to his disciples just before he was taken up to heaven, said, I'll be with you even until the end of the age, this kind of earthly age. This is talking about something even beyond that. Ages upon ages in the heavenly realms, in the heavenly realms, in, ab- above everything, above principalities, above demons, above, above good, above bad, above physical stuff, above everything and for eternity, for ages and ages and ages. Now, I just want to take a bit, of, a bit of license here. This is not in the Bible, and I'm just making it up. But this is what I imagine happening in those days, in those heavenly realms, when we are with him. I can imagine God looking down at the devil and his demons at that time. This is just my imagination, just so you know. I'm not quoting in Scripture here. And I would imagine him saying something like this. Devil, you tried to kill Jesus and have him stay dead. But my power saw him rise from the dead. If he knew my plan, if you knew my plan, you never would have crucified the son of glory. Ha, ha, ha. Right? That little bit was mine too. Um, But then he goes on to say, Devil, you don't understand grace and you don't understand forgiveness. These men and women on display here, you tried to turn them all away. You tried to turn them against me, but... You know what? I claim them. I have redeemed them. I've gathered them up. And they call out hallelujah. 
they give praise to me. They give honor to me. They, I claim them as my own. They are trophies of my grace, my rich, rich grace. I forgave them through my kindness displayed in Jesus. I showed them grace. I'll continue to display that grace for age upon age upon age. That's the bigger picture that we're part of, not just today, but going on. I started this message with a big story about Michelangelo and art, an epic masterpiece. But it's an analogy, and all analogies kind of fall over at some point or other. Let me tell you that there's some ways in which you are much, much, much better than Michelangelo, your story, not you personally, but your story and your, what God has done in your life. Here's the first one. You know what, Michelangelo, a little, little secret for you. He's got weak ankles. His ankles are cracking. One day he's going to fall over. Okay, he's been standing up for 520 years, so it's not a bad show. But one day he's going to fall over, but not you. Not you. You know what? Your, your feet are shot in the preparation of the gospel of the peace. You, you are prepared. God is restoring you and renewing you day by day by day. That's what it says. And Gigi reminded us of that from Ephesians chapter 6. Here's another thing. Michelangelo's David is made from rock. He's dead. Right? Dead. 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 He's not coming back to life. But you, according to Peter, you are a living stone. You are something that's being built together to be a place of worship for God, not just for the 2023, but for eternity. All right? There's a plan and a purpose for you. Michelangelo's David was designed to bring glory to God in a church building. You are designed to bring glory to God through the heavenly realms for generation to generation to generation. Here's another one. Michelangelo has been standing for 500 years. You know what I say? Foo! 500 years. When we've been there 10,000 years bright, shining in the sun, there's no less days to drop your water bottle. There's no less days to sing his praise than when we first begun. Or as Matt Redmond sang, 10,000 years and then forevermore. It's just beginning. And here's the last one. David, he's, he's pretty good. I wouldn't mind looking like that. But he just stands there. He just stands there. But you, you've got good works to do, which God has prepared for you to do this year. So please just don't sit there. Do those good works in God's power and strength. Amen. Thanks, guys.